Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Super Draft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF Elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Super Draft app on Apple or Play Store. Use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10, and get a free PFF Elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Super Draft paid fantasy contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit SuperDraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk about me. Picked off. It is Richard Sherman. It's picked off by Sherman. Now, buckle up. Here he goes. And it is intercepted by Richard Sherman. Broken up. Picked off. This game is over. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast. Another week. Another week of chaos in the offseason. Probably... Arguably one of the craziest off seasons in recent memory. Got my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. Mitchell, what's going on? Richard, all I can think about is if you were in a coma for the last two months and you just woke up and just saw, oh, hey, Devontae Adams got traded. Tyreek Hill just got traded. Deshaun Watson got traded. Matt, Matt Ryan got traded. Vaughn Miller signed with the Bills. You know, what would be going through your mind? Like, this is absolute chaos. Most active offseason ever. You would think you're on drugs and still <laughs> in some kind of dreamlike state because the NFL does not happen in this way. Uh, Big-time receivers, especially number ones who are who, who are in their prime, rarely ever get traded, and especially for the amount of picks and things. But draft capital isn't what it used to be, you know? I mean, after Green Bay signed A-Rod, everybody, the expectation, I mean, you, you almost took it for granted that – Devontae was going to be there. You know, we had him on, we had him on the cast before and, and we talked about the next year and it seemed like he and a rod were tied to a string and lo and behold, lo and behold, there were conversations with, with Carr, And we talked about that briefly, but I didn't think it was anything crazy. That was wild. The Tyreek Hill trade. Hey, you saw Devontae get paid crazy money. You want money. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I want to go to Miami and I want to get paid silly amount, silly amounts of money. He made incredible runs with the Kansas City Chiefs, but he felt like his time there was up. Um, the Browns were not in the Deshaun Watson conversation. They weren't. They were out. But given a fully guaranteed deal, regardless of what happens with this pending case, would make anybody second guess and say dog pound. And well, I mean, you... with Von Miller, I mean, it's a three-year deal. Yeah, I mean, let's start with the most recent happenings of this week, Tyree kill traded yesterday for a smorgasbord of picks uh, goes to now what seems like a pretty daunting defense or offense in Miami. You know, you couple him with Waddle and, and the running backs they've added your, your boy, uh, your boy uh, Raheem right. Mostert and, uh, and a couple other guys that they got now Miami looks formidable. They look like they, they could be a problem. And now they given Tua the weapons that, you know, frankly, if he fails with these weapons, I don't know who he's going to succeed with what let's start with on Miami side of the fence. And then I want you to hear your thoughts about what happened to the KC. So what are your thoughts with doing this from Miami's standpoint? 
from Miami's standpoint, they got a new head coach and, you know, a new coordinator, and they're going to run an offense similar to what, what, you know, Kyle system is running with the Rams and green Bay. And, you know, and they felt like they needed a threat. They needed a receiver that could, could catch and run like Debo Samuels does in, in, in San Francisco, like uh, Devonte Adams does in green Bay, like uh, Cooper cup does for the Rams and like Jamar chase does for Cincinnati. And they got that. They got what they were looking for, and they weren't. They they didn't see that in the draft. I think Kansas City felt like they could get the desired flexibility that they were looking for um, financially, and they could find somebody comparable to Tyreek Hill. Honestly, they probably have their eyes on somebody already who they say mm, he can pretty much do what Tyreek does. Now, is that kind of a slap in the face and the, to Tyreek Hill? No question, because is he you know proven asset versus potential asset? It's always that that argument, always that that battle of, of production versus potential. And right now, Kansas City's going with the potential, the potential to replace them. You don't just simply replace Tyreek Hill. I mean, he is the cheetah for the reason. And you've seen him firsthand a handful of times throughout your career. And you've always said it's a lot different lining up against a guy like Tyreek Hill. When he gets a step behind you, he's gone. So I mean, how does Kansas City replace this? They just signed Juju Smith-Schuster, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's not going to be it. They just accrued another first-round pick. My guess is they go wide receiver in the draft, but what is it, what effect does this have on, on Patrick Mahomes? How much extra pressure does this create on him? Do you see them winning the AFC West, or, or are they two steps behind? They're not two steps behind, but they definitely evened out the playing field. They do not have a, a sizable lead at our lead at all anymore. And that's the point um, because everybody else has gotten better. The, the LA chargers are better, you know, adding Khalil Mack, their offense was already formidable paid Mike Williams um, uh, paid, you know, they, they already have uh, tight ends. They got another tight end in Gerald Everett. Um, they have weapons. Austin Eckler has had repeated great seasons. The quarterback is only going to get better defensively. They have, they have the pass rushers and they have the secondary now with JC Jackson, Derwin James is already a pro bowler. You, 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 you better keep a Bosa if you want to win the AFC West, uh, or if you want to win in this league. Uh, and then you talk about what Denver did with trading for Russell Wilson and you know, they, what they have on offense, you know, they would love to get Bob Miller back. I think, they have a ways to go, you know, based off what everybody else did because the Raiders got better. Devontae Adams, still arguably the best receiver in the National Football League, the hardest to stop week in and week out. And I'm sure the, the corners for the, the Chargers and the Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs aren't very excited to have him in their conference, in their division. Um, I think that makes them a ton better. You know, I think that, that puts them in a discussion for, for being the best team, along with Chandler Jones on defense. And I just think it's hard, man. It's hard to, to, to understand from like a fanship. If you just take up and just look, Tariq Hill has been so valuable, but from a team perspective, were you really going to pay him $25 million, $30 million? No, you weren't going to cripple your team like that. And can you get, could you get a receiver with a tremendous amount of speed that, that can, can come into your system and do well? Yes, you can do that. And he, he'd be a fraction of the cost. And I think that's what they're thinking. Well, they've got Nicole Hardman. Hopefully he can step up next year. But Richard, we've seen two interesting parallels here. You know, you see Aaron Rodgers get this massive contract. 
and Devontae Adams has to leave. He's a, he's a cap casualty. And then you see Mahomes, like his extension is starting to, to take a, a big effect. You know, I don't know what his cap hit is this year, but I know it's north of $40 million. You know, when you have that sizable amount of a cap hit, there are going to be casualties with this team. And unfortunately, Tyreek is that casualty. You know, now we move over to the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers wants to sail off into the sunset with the, the Green Bay Packers, but wants to win. And he has prioritized winning. But he also prioritized getting paid. And in doing so, he lost his wingman, Devontae Adams. Start with the Packers side of things. And I know they've been talking with Jarvis Landry, and there's been some rumblings about potentially him and Odell teaming up to go to, to the pack. But, you know, where does Green Bay go from here? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's been so long since the Green Bay Packers were without Devontae Adams. <clears throat> it's been so long. So we've seen what they look like without Devontae Adams. And, and, and A-Rod was still able to win the game. You know, he's still able to get some wins. But there's not a lot of fear out there without Devontae Adams. There's nobody that fears Green Bay Packers. They're, they're, the, the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions feel, sleep a lot better right now knowing that Devontae Adams is elsewhere. And it almost makes A-Rod human because the, it, Devontae and he were, were, were a, a, a dynamic duo. And without the other part of the duo, it's not as dynamic. Is Aaron Rodgers still a Hall of Fame, four-time MVP who can take over a game? No question about it. Is it harder to take over a game without the best receiver in the National Football League? No doubt about it. And I think that's where it's going to, that's where the AFC, I mean, the NFC North for the first time in a very long time is going to be up in the air. And I love it, Rich. I absolutely love it. You know, it's funny. I, I saw on, on Instagram, I think it was NFL or it might've even been PFF posted it. And they said, who won this trade between the, uh, the Raiders and green Bay and the Detroit lions had commented on the, on the post and just with the simple hands up. And I don't deny it. I think every other team in that division won that trade outside of the green Bay Packers. Cause now they do not have to deal with that man. Um, so but then you look at the Raiders and the Raiders are building something special now, right? I mean, they've added Chandler Jones. They've got, you know, him and Max Crosby bookends, like getting after the quarterback, their defense is going to be ferocious. And now you add a dynamic piece to this offense coupled with, you know, already some solid pieces with Darren Waller and a handful of other folks, you know, good running backs, good offensive line. You know, they might be a sleeper to make some noise right now. The, the, the Raiders are always a wild card team. I mean, a wild card in every sense of the word. They were, I think they were a wild call, call, card playoff team last year, but they're a wild card. Like, you don't know what to expect. There are years where they win five, six games, but they got two wins against the Kansas City Chiefs who win the Super Bowl. You know, there, there are years where they, they're in some games where you're like, wait, how are they, how are they doing this? And it's, it, it's because their quarterback can be, an elite quarterback at times. And then at times he can be a head scratcher where you're like, I don't understand why you made those decisions, but his ceiling is up there. And with Devonte Adams and their familiarity from college, from Fresno state, you know, you expect that connection to not just be one of those that they're going to have to ease their way into it. You know, they go way back and I'm sure they used to work out in the off season and, and their, their connection, you know, I'm, I'm sure a rod will feel the way about it, but their connection is probably, probably somewhere around there. You know, they, they had a, amazing rapport and Devonte caught a lot of grabs and had a lot of production at Fresno state. And so we're going to see. 
Now let's talk about some of the guys that have yet to sign. I want to ask you about Bobby Wagner, but I know you're not going to say anything about him too much, too much respect there that uh, you don't want to tip, tip too much information off, but Stefan Gilmore is still alive and kicking in the free agency market. Um, do you still see him going out West coast? I know the Seahawks just signed Justin Coleman. You had mentioned that the Seahawks might be a good fit for him. Where do you think he goes from here? Well, I thought, and I still think that, um, I thought San Francisco before they, um, got Charverius Ward. Um, I thought Seattle before they jettisoned their entire, uh, all the pro bowlers and all pros off their roster, um, outside of Quandre Diggs. Uh, and so I don't, I, I can't call it right now. You know, it's up in the air. And I think that's why he's being patient because there's such there's so many huge waves happening day in and day out, you know, and I'm sure he wants to go to a team that's going to be a championship contender and teams are literally mortgaging away their championship future at times. You know, I mean, green Bay, I don't know. I don't know if people consider, I mean, Zadarius Smith is gone. You know, I mean, Devonte is gone. Um, it's going to be a different team than people are used to seeing. And I, I know you still have a rock, but to just assume they're going to be championship contenders is not, you know, it's not what it used to be. It's not, it's not an easy bet anymore. Um, and so I think he's waiting, he's being patient, he's taking his time and he's going to, he, he wants to get his money. You know, he was a pro bowler last year, even though he only played a few games in the season. How much do you think him waiting, you know, a lot of guys waiting for the right deal. What do you think that impacts their negotiating power as money gets eaten up by other free agents? Well, it's as you see, the cap maneuvering can happen at any time and teams can make money happen and they can create space when they need to. And I think he'll be fine. And I think I don't think that's one of those things that he's concerned about necessarily. Uh, I think that the right team and the right opportunity and the right environment and the money will make sense. You know, teams can can put voidable years on and do what they need to do to make his money fit under the cap. Um, I think he would prefer that than jumping the gun early and ending up somewhere he doesn't want to be. Now, if they give him to the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> these conversations become a lot different. And, yeah. and that's that AFC West is already really strong. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. They will be. All right. So let's, let's focus on one more uh, recent free agent signing. And then we're going to uh, turn it over to you and Roger McCreary. Um, Vaughn Miller surprised a lot of folks by, by going to the Buffalo bills. I think most people thought he was either going to stay with the Rams or head back home to, to Denver. Um, yeah, he signs a monster three-year deal. I know there's some maneuverability there on Buffalo side to get out of that contract, but here you have it, you know, Vaughn Miller signing with the bills. First off, I want to know what kind of impact you think he has on the bills. Does he put them over the edge? And second off, like we talked about last time, that type of deal absolutely makes a mockery of DeMarcus Lawrence's four year, $40 million guaranteed deal. You know, uh, talk to me about Richard Sherman, the agent looking at Vaughn Miller's, uh, you know, deal that he just signed and critic critiquing that and talk to me about how he impacts the Buffalo bills. I, 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 I think Buffalo had a championship roster and had a chance to win a championship last year. You know, the overtime rules, they didn't get a chance to get the ball back. Josh Allen playing his best football. Who knows? I think they would have had a chance to win, win a Super Bowl last year without Von Miller. Von Miller brings a different element to that defense, and they were the number one defense in football before he ever came. They don't need him. 
He is a luxury. He is a he is a a a, a luxury. He is twenty four inch rims on a Rolls Royce truck. Like it is it is an unnecessary luxury, but it's going to make them look a lot better and going to make them a lot better of a team um, because of not just because of his on the field impact, but his off the field impact, his leadership, his his understanding of pass rushing. He will get those guys better in that way. Um, his championship pedigree. You know, people, people, some guys don't have that. You know, some guys, they they can be on championship teams and not have an, a championship effect on the next team they're on. He's not one of those guys. He's going to bring that. It's the reason he has the most sacks in Super Bowl history, tied for the most sacks in Super Bowl history in the Super Bowl. Um, he's an impact player, and it really, it really shows, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure Buffalo wasn't in the cards for him, but if you pay him enough money. They're going to be in the cards. They're in the cards. Are you happy to, you know? That bump? snow feels like sunshine with that uh, that paycheck cashing, right? Right. They calling him Von Biller now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fit right in with Bill's Mafia. I mean, what do you think of the of the deal? Like uh, the way it's structured. I don't know how much you know about the way it's structured, but what do you I, think of the deal he signed? I think it's an awesome deal. You know, I think it's front loaded. I think he 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 almost got his first three years guaranteed. That's all he wanted. You know, I mean, he's, he's not early in his career. He's in the later part of his career, three years guaranteed. That's all he wanted. He didn't need to fluff. And like you said, I mean, you would expect guys to get deals like this, even if they're like, Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you're not gonna get, um, it all fully guaranteed, but you only need the first three years fully guaranteed. That's your, that's your deal. Like it's a six year deal with three fluff years, but the first three years guaranteed, Thanks. That's what we we're looking for. After that, it's it's neither neither party is interested in continuing. And if we are, we'll talk about it then. Understand, I'm not showing up in year four without a change. And I think the team and a lot of times the language in those contracts state that. Well, Richard, we've got another special guest as we continue this, I think, rather unique uh, breakdown leading up to the draft, having you jump in with some of the rookie DBs. This week, it's going to be Roger McCreary from Auburn. Um, you know, a lot of mock drafts have him going late first round. What do you like about his game? I like his press. I like his press technique. I think he's he's a, he's a, a bigger corner. Um, I think he does a great job at the catch point. Uh, he's very violent at the point of attack. Uh, and... And I think he can he can compete at a high level in this league. I think in the biggest games that he played against Bama, against LSU, against some of the the receivers that end up being top draft picks uh, later on, he played really well. You know, he played competitively. I think he gave up some balls against Jamar Chase, but as you can see, the entire league gave up some balls against Jamar Chase. Um, so I think he got to play against NFL level talent week in and week out, and I'm excited to have a conversation with him and pick his brain. Well, Richard, we're going to let you and uh, Roger jump on the podcast here next. Thank you guys so much for joining us again this week. Thank you very much, Mitchell. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to have Roger on. We'll see you next week, Mitchell. Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Superdraft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF Elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Superdraft app on Apple 
or Play Store. Use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10, and get a free PFF Elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Super Draft paid fantasy contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit superdraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Super Draft Super 15 contest. Obviously, you know what we're doing. We're doing the overs and the unders this week, starting with the Bucks. Giannis Akatakumpo. Over under 32.5 versus the Wizards. It has to be under. It has to be. Giannis has to be. I don't need you going over. Just take a rest. Yeah, should be up early. I'm going to use Mitch's strategy. You guys yeah, should be up the, early the BS and go sit down. Stealing my strategy, but I respect it. Um, Cavs, Darius Garland, a young pup wanting to make his impact in this league. I see him going over 23 and a half, probably on 22 shots. I don't know. The Wizards, Chris Stapp, Porzingis over under 20.5. Well, he killed my Lakers, so I got him over. Richard, I I had to laugh, man, because I was pretty spot on last week. I even texted you. Um, I had KD under, and a lot of um, you questioned me, and I, I didn't question myself. I told you point blank, they're going to be absolutely destroying the Magic at half. I think they were up 30. And uh, KD, I think, had about 17 points. And I think he played about five minutes in the second half. And I'm glad I won that. And then I told you, I warned you about Jimmy Butler playing my Pistons, and you didn't listen to me. And sure enough, I was right on that one as well. So I'm I'm happy to return to the winning column this week, uh, or last week, and I'm happy to continue that streak this week. Uh, you made a mistake. Giannis Antetokounmpo against the Wizards. He's going over, you know, this guy is the Greek freak for a reason. I don't need any other explanation than that. This is, they're going to lock into championship mode again. The guy's going to drop 40 tonight. So that, that is a statement of fact. Next to Darius Garland, you know, it's been a great year for him. The Cavs have seemed to, to rise back up to a level of competitiveness and he's been at the forefront of it, but He's going under. There's no way he's scoring above 23 and a half points. And, uh, and that's, that's that. And then Christoph Porzingis, I didn't even know the guy was still in the league. I thought he was, uh, was what well, this is his fourth team. Now um, he's going under, I think he's going to put up, you know, 15 points and, and that'll be that. So Richard, this will be two times in a row that I win this. And I'm excited to be back in the winning column. Don't be so confident about that, Mitchell. This is this is going to be my win. Um, obviously, this is what I do. Um, if you guys want to do this as well, use the code PFF at registration. Keyword at registration. If you're not registering, don't use the code because it will not work. No credit cards required to claim the offer. Offer only eligible to new accounts, as I just said. But get your picks in. Catch us next week. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. Can't wait to see you. Hey, welcome, Mr. Richard Sherman Podcast. We got one of the best corners in the draft, Roger McCree, joining me from Auburn. Auburn didn't put some out over the years. I didn't met a couple good ones. Um, T. Reed, Nico, recently Jamel Dean, and Carlton Davis just got his money. I mean, y'all didn't put him out. So how you how you feeling going into this process? 
I feel great just going to the process at the next level. And them guys that you said, I feel like they had me at I mean, throughout the whole way, especially T. Reed. Um, he working at Arbor now. He just just tell me like how the game go and everything. He just give me his wisdom, and I just soak soak it all in. And I just feel like those guys that you said, I feel like they helped me a lot in my college career, and I feel like I'm ready going to the, the next level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look like it. You look like it. your tape looks good. You made a, a heck of a lot of plays. You dropped a few. You know, we ain't gonna talk about that. But, yeah. you know I mean? but I, I really, I really respect your tech. You switch it all up. You know, you press. You do a good job at, at the line. Uh, you do a good, good job of soft shoeing. Sometimes, sometimes you kind of step and do this little hop. Um, mm-hmm. You, you play this like butt to the sideline, like bailout technique that I play a lot. And but sometimes I this that's why I got you on because I got some questions because I want to know mm-hmm. where your eyes is at. Because uh, sometimes it looks like. Are right, you reading QB three step and you breaking and I can tell off your breaks. And then other times it looks like you're looking at the receiver and other times it look like you just might be drifting out there. So we're going to get to the bottom of all this. Yeah, that's it. Got to, got to, you got any questions for me or anything, man? Cause I, I got a ton of respect for your game, but you know, you may not know nothing about me. Oh no, no, sir. Um, I don't got no questions. I'm just happy to just be here. Just be with you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I got I got a lot of respect for you, man, and I'm excited for you. What were they saying you you projected at this point? Um, late first round, second round. Okay. How you feeling about that? Um, I just I, I really don't care about it. Really, I don't try to like suck it all in. I just want to get that one phone call. Really, right? Is there is there a specific system you you want to go to at this point in time? No, no, sir. What were y'all playing at Auburn? What what, what coverages? What was y'all what was y'all base? Um, I was based on it was a four three. Um, we mainly did match match three. That was our basic basic coverage right there. Okay, so match three. Explain it to me because people play match three different. If a crosser across the middle, I mean, if a deep over across the middle, middle field safety cutting it, you climbing? Yeah, that that type of match three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because because uh, you play butt to the sideline sometimes, so you bailing if too displaced. Yeah, it, it depends on it depends on like the situation where the receivers aligned that or just the formation. Like if it's condensed sets. That's when we'll do like the pass off deep overall. So we'll climb head by the other corner on overalls and stuff. Okay. What and and I saw a couple times because the nickel kind of carries two, too, which is kind of weird to me. Cause you be hey, bailing out of there and you get a vertical from two and want to sit down, but the nickel will keep carrying until he I guess he hears you call him off. Oh yeah, sometimes the two and two carry on. I mean the nickel carry the two vertical out sometimes. That's what he do. It depends on the, the call they've got. Okay. And is that, the, I mean, I mean, I'm sure y'all played, man. I saw you play a little bit of everything. Is that like the preference you would want to at the next level? I mean, I'm not trying to pocket, push you into a pocket or anything, but yeah. I mean, it seems like what you're really good at. Oh yeah. Um, I, I love man, but like, you know, Lee, I know I'm, I might play more than just man. So it, it really don't matter what system I go into because I played right. it all in college. Right. Right. Y'all play, you play a little bit of everything. Yes, sir. Okay. Right. Right. Well, well, give me a scouting report on yourself. If you could give me a scouting report and you going against yourself, like what do you do well? What do you not do well? What do you feel like you you working on this offseason to to make sure you're better at it at the next level? Um, I would say I'm a report on myself. I would say my 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 strengths. Um, I'm a guy who firm at, at the line, who friends the line, who who's quick, who's competitive from far receiver, no matter what, change of directions. I can read, recognize plays on the zone. I can I, I can disguise stuff, make it seem like I'm playing off, and come re- actually I'm playing cover two or something at the five yard line. I can really disguise a lot of stuff, 
in that way. And I, I got come down to tackle on the outside edge and everything. And I say my weaknesses is um, at certain times of outside releases, I, I won't get hands on my receivers sometimes. So they'll do a speed release and that kind of get the best of me sometimes. And that was one thing that was my downfall that in my eye discipline. So, so, so when you talk about they giving you an outside release, what, what path do you take when they give you an outside release? Like, um, okay, I mean, this is me yeah. and the receiver. If he, yes, if he gives me this and I, and he goes out here and I follow him, that's different than if he gives me this and I go cut him off where he's going. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, sir. Which one yes, do you sir. do? Uh, I'm, I'm the one that cut him off 45. So like when they do a speed release, I, I cancel like all my shelf, shelf or any of that. I just open up, cut him off at 45. Why do you always, not always, I don't want to generalize like that, because sometimes you do turn and lift the ball. But yes, why do you? It, it depends on the speed of the receiver. If, if he's a quick guy, I know I'm going to have to get on top early, cut him off 45. But if he's like a guy that I know I'm faster than, uh, I was I, I can still shuffle me, put my hands up on it, even if he did a speed release. Right. Why, why do you look look into, what do you, why do you look into the receiver on your nine routes majority of the time? And then every now and then you, you look for the ball and it looks like, you got him pushed to the sideline. It's perfect tech. Oh yeah. Um, when they do the speed release and I'm going in my four to five, I, I'm, I'm really playing, but like I'm not like I'm cutting everything off from the inside. Say they do speed release, and they come back, try to come back inside with a slant or a dig route. Uh, I'll stop there just from playing inside. So I'll just look at the, the the speed of the person. If he's pushing speed fast, that mean I, that that's when I read his heels. I'll um, cancel routes like from right. um five like. From the um, zero to the five or eight, they do a quick hitch or some, some, some. It, it depends on game situation. They'll do back shoulders at the line or five yard routes. Or once he passed the ten, that's when he really get into his routes and stuff like post or just deep nine ball and stuff. That's that's what I do. I cancel routes as he call. That's a great mentality. That's a great way to break it down, and that's that's understandable, especially outside releases, inside releases. What is your what is your mindset? Um, inside releases, that, that's another thing. Um, inside releasing, it, it, it happened really fast because when he cuts inside, he either doing like sometimes when guys cut inside and it seems like they're not going into their route, then sometimes they push off. That's when receivers do a lot of push off. So I'll play outside. Sometimes they do a quick slant or quick dead route, but sometimes I, I really don't care about the inside route because I have my help for, for my safety. So they kind of cancel everything. So really, I just play outside, like protect the seven or like the post play outside and have the safety and everything. Right, play top shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, which corners, like, I mean, I know you watch some corners in the league. Who do you think you're modeling your game after? Um, I would say the person I model my game after, um, I would say Trey, Trey White. Trey White, um, Trey White and I, I love Jair, too. I can see it both. I mean, you kind of built more like Trey White. You kind of, you know what I mean, got some, got some size about you. Uh, I like your off technique. You, yeah, I mean, outside of Trey, Trey get his hands on him. He grabbing him now. I, you know what I mean? Trey get his hands on him. He grabbing him. Um, so, okay. Okay. You you played against great comp. I mean, that's why I think a lot of people have you high in this draft and have a lot of respect and the scouts are very – because you played against league competition every week, week in and week out. You played against some of the top yeah. receivers in the draft um, that's gone in the draft the last couple years, you know, from Bama, from LSU, from Georgia. Um Arkansas got a couple. Uh, Tennessee, Juwan Jennings never getting enough credit, but um, how how was that? How was that? I mean, it got to feel like you. It ain't gonna feel much different in the league for you, you know, because you're gonna go against that every week too. You going every week. You are gonna look up. Somebody got somebody. Oh yeah, 
But um, just that, that I feel like SEC prepared me um for the, the, the next level because I went against every type of receiver on just big, fast guys, big, physical guys, uh, short, quick guys, guys who change the direction quick and everything. I feel like I experienced it all. So I feel like going to the next level, that, that, that helped me a lot. And I'm mm -hmm. really confident going into the next level. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going I'm to jump off the tape and ask you a little, 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 little question that piqued my curiosity. Somebody yeah. said you eat a full can of beans in eight sugar packets before every game. What, what, what is that diet? Um, growing up, my grandma used to always, always, you know, family barbecue. She used to always cook the little macaroni, the baked beans and the ribs and everything. And baked beans always was the, the leftovers out. So I used to always eat that and it just carry on growing up. It grew up, it carry on. My grandma make a whole pot of baked beans just for me and the other pot for everybody at the party. That's how much I, I used to love it. And just finally, when I got to Auburn, it was no baked beans. And I, I kept asking them, and finally, they put it on the little pregame meal. <laughs> I've, been, I've been eating it ever since. Like, they got it just for me, the sugar, everything. I love that. I love that. That's super love. That's super love, man. And you didn't even play corner in high school or anything. Like, no, sir. How'd, how'd you get to Auburn and start playing corner? Yeah, that was um, one of the craziest things about it. Um, in high school, I, I grew up in a, a little harsh little neighborhood. Um, my school only had like 22 kids on the football team, really, that played both sides. So we had 22 kids. So I was playing quarterback, running back, receiver, safety, outside linebacker, kicker, punter. I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff. And a lot of school was giving me a scholarship for safety. Nobody gave me a scholarship for offense. Everybody was getting a scholarship for safety. And Arbyn just wanted me because I had speed. So they, they, they wanted me at corner. It, it was a little hard decision for me, but a lot of people told me corner is the, like the best position for me. Like that, that's what the money at, and I just trust my people, and that's why I just went into it. As you should, and they right, they they advised you correctly. Corner is where the money is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you do it right in ten years, I guarantee you, you're gonna be thanking all those people. Like you know what, that was a great call. Everybody want the ball. Everybody want to play offense. But yeah. if you can go a whole game and a boy not catch a ball on your side of the field. Your pockets gonna look exactly like they should. <laughs> but um, I want to talk to you a little more about your upbringing. You know, you said you was raised in a tough neighborhood. Um, you got you got both parents. You got your mom. You got your dad. What what's going on? And 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 how did that affect you know everything growing up? Um, I grew up with a single mother. I, I didn't know who my father was until I was in the, the ninth grade. But um, how I grew up, my mom. It's my, it's my wife. She had me like growing up in the neighborhood. It was a little harsh. I grew up with a lot of talented kids, but they made bad decisions because of the situation they lived in. But my mom, she didn't make the hood like that. Like she had me busy with sports a lot. I played basketball, football, baseball, soccer. I did a lot of stuff. She kept me busy and she used to play football. So that was like, that was one thing. But my mom used to, I, I didn't get my talented from my dad. I got it from my mom. My dad was the pretty boy. My mom played linebacker. They called her Icebox. So, like, she, she, like, she the one who put that toughness in me. Just a strong, independent mom who took care of my sister and my three cousins. That's the reason why I, I got through it, I say. No question. No question. That's incredible. You know, I mean, going through high school and she probably, she's still, she's still working, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, keep, keep grinding. I promise you, you, you do like you're supposed to. You take this game serious at the next level. You focus like you've been doing. The game ain't too big for you. It's not gonna be too much for you, and you gonna you gonna be able to to realize your dreams of showing her everything you wanted to show her. Um, 
in high school, did y'all win anything? My championship? Yeah. <laughs> the best thing we ever won was going to the playoff. That's the best thing having to the football team. <laughs> First hey, round sure, hey, that's real. <laughs> what what division was y'all had to be small school division with 22 kids on the team? Um, it went, it was like only 22 playing. We had like, like 30 on the team though, but only 22 was playing. Right. But we had we was five A though. Oh, so five A is the biggest. No, um, seven, seven A is the biggest. Okay, okay, each, yeah, each state different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then you go play big, big time SEC football, and and now you didn't work hard enough, and now you're considered a first round corner. That ain't a bad way of looking at it. How do you how do you go about looking at teams and looking at tape and breaking it down? Do you go you know down in distance? You know, break down third down tape, first and second down tape. Do you do it on? parts of the field, like between the forties, red zone, backed up, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm um, looking at film on teams. Um, yeah, I, I do, I do a lot like that. Um, mainly I look at the third down situations. That's, that's the main thing. Cause I speak the number one receiver. And I feel like that's when a lot of, um, offense like teams put out their real playbook is that third down situation. That was the main thing. Cause I always did number one receiver Um, other, other things I look at, Red zone, like you said, red zone, the high red, the low red. Just like the plays that they do a lot, that's what we, we look at the most. Especially my main focus would be the receiver, too. I look at his weaknesses, his strengths and everything, because that's the – depending on him, that's the technique that I'm going to play. Like, no I question. Each, each game, depending on the receiver. No question. I, what I would say is be careful with that. Be careful with that, because I, I can understand it, treating each receiver individually. But if they get if they if they can dictate how you play in the game based off of them, it becomes a tough situation yeah. in the league. You know, people have to figure that out like, oh, he, he plays small receivers like this. Oh, when receivers is fast, he he give them space or he does oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what um, I learned. But um, I don't play play every like short like quick receiver the same. Um, like in my college career, when I look at people, I'll look at like this cornerback that play that might have an effect on them, like a, a little game, and I'll see the technique he used, and I'll use that. But like in depending on the game in certain situations, I won't use that same technique every time. Cause say if it's like third and long, I'm gonna play a little bit off. I'm gonna play a little bit different. Or third and short, I'm gonna play different. It's just like Okay, so so P and ten, no, no D and D situation. Game on the line though. What tech you playing? Oh, that's technique, yeah, technique I use from from the start. Oh, you want to From the start, the step step kit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the day one right there. Right. So that's your foundation. So my advice would be. Like, no matter what, don't let nobody move you off your foundation if you, if you don't have to. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you go go against people and you step in it and it don't work against them. And you're like, hey, all right, got to switch it up a little bit. This kid got something for it. Respect. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to be great, you got to dang near impose your will on everybody. You got to let them play at your pace. Like, hey, you're going to play how, we, how I'm playing today. Like, mm -hmm. I hear how you released against such and such over there and such and such over there, but... When you come over here, I know how I'm going to play, and I know you're going to change. You're not about to come into my space yeah. without these hands getting put on you. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> and I like – I really like your off. I like I like your bail tech, but I just don't – I, I want to know your, your your process. Like, when you bailing out, where are your eyes going? It depends on the situation. Let's like say if I'm a zone corner, we we always show like we're impressed. And, like, when I bail, my eyes being on number two. Number two seeing through, through the quarterback. That's that what it is. And if I'm a man, I will bail and I look directly at, at my at my man. So you stand as high as two, no matter what. Now, if two, two slant, then where where I'm going? If two slant, oh, I'm my eyes back on one. Okay. And what are you expecting one to do? 
I'm expecting on it depends on like the alignment with where they at and everything. But I'm gonna be outside on them just to see like it's just so he won't get out of my like blind rearview mirror or anything. Right. So yeah. So I always expect him to do what. It really depends on the alignment where he at and formation and everything. Now I don't know if you keeping all him all the way outside because I saw a couple clips where they seamed you up and you did perfect. You did a perfect job of splitting them. You did a perfect job oh, yeah. of eight and oh, twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's uh, if if two push push vertical, yeah. But yeah, if if the, if the two cancel, yeah, that's when I just keep the one. But yeah, you see, vertical, so, so am I snapping the one, snapping the eyes to one, and guarding him like man? You talking about one once two cancel? Yeah. Oh yes, sir. Okay. That's okay. the that's the only threat in my in my um zone. Yeah, we 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 would have some fun having some conversations about, especially about three. I I made a I made a lot of living off of playing three and playing it exactly how you play. But my thought process is a little different. Like I would I would I would understand what one was doing based off two. Okay. Like if because uh, in the league everything's married. Every 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 play every combination is married to something. If if one's going vertical, then. I mean, if two's going vertical, one can only be doing a couple things. He either hitching, yeah. running a 15-yard in, which is called dagger. dagger. Uh, he's going vertical or he's running comeback. Like, it's rarely, it's rarely a time he's doing anything but that. So once two goes vertical and I kind of kind of feel one, if I feel him sit down, like I'm damn near overlapping two off the, off the jump unless I feel one going past 15. And ain't nobody looking at one. I, I got burned on that one time. I went through it where they caught me on the outside, called me leaning. So um, when you said the two did a slant, what would you did one do? Slant. 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 In, in the league, we call it, we call it uh they call it lion. Yeah. It's like double slant. Okay. And now if two go to the flat, uh, yeah. I'm expecting one to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh that's my that's my main one right there. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it translates to the league. They run that in the league. <laughs> and it's just like uh, if, if two runs a seven, one, one's probably running a hitch or, or a crash route or something to, to clear out so that that seven cook can come behind you. They attack two, they attack three like that. They attack a lot of stuff and they just trying to stretch that nickel out. Um, or if you getting an over route, an over route, like a deep over from, from two, then one coming in, he's running a dig or he running a post. Like, and so my alignment is based on that. Like I adjust throughout based on that. If I see two running that over route, you gonna see me start to tuck my little myself inside and high, and be ready to break down heel on that dig and stay high if he run that post. Now every blue moon they'll run like a comeback just to be like switch it up and be like you ain't got us on every time. <laughs> but in reality, y'all just doing that to throw me off. Yeah. So I would say I would say keep that mentality and just keep trying to understand how how combinations are married together. Sir, where are you gonna be at draft day? I'm gonna be home, celebrating with the family. As you should, as you should. It's a, it's a, it's a dream come true. You did you have any team come? Um, any you meet with any teams or? Did I meet with any teams? Like what? Uh, like fly out and meet with any team? Meet um, over no, Zoom? Um, yeah, I meet on, on Zoom calls. Okay, okay. They might not be doing the flyings and stuff because COVID, yeah. or maybe they just ain't started yet. It's still, still March. Um, that's great. That's cool though, man. Uh, what did you think of the combine? The combine, I feel like that was a, that was a great experience, but it's not what, like what a lot of people see on TV growing up. Like, like, uh, this, what, this what I'm gonna do behind the scenes. It's a lot. <laughs> it's fake. 
It's fake. <laughs> they got the test, the hospitals, all that. I was at the hospital like about four hours. And it How was many just, MRIs they give you? I'm gave me two. The dude oh that was for me, the dude that was for me had like seven. So I was down for four hours, just waiting. But yeah, One I dude had twelve. Twelve. <laughs> I say it's all it's all mental though. Like yeah, it's, it's a lot of walking. You're not seeing your room until twelve or eleven. <laughs> It's just a lot, but throughout that whole process, I feel like it's great though, because actually me and the coaching just to see like how 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 they is is great, and just seeing the other players and get to learn from them. I feel like just the whole experience is great though. As as it is, man, you 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 learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the process of just being calm and just kind of going with the flow. Even even like the physical on the field part, you don't get to do as as you think you're gonna get to do it. You know what I mean? Like you think, oh man, I'm gonna be training hard, and then on on the last day, I'm gonna get a chance to finally show them, and you don't get to train at all, and you don't <laughs> run to the last day, and then they're like, now run. You ain't you ain't trained your forty. You ain't been jumping. You ain't been stretching. Now go run. But I think it's it's really just a mental test because they're not judging anything off of that. I mean, it, it, it's ninety percent of your what you put on tape and ten percent of that. You know, unless you go out there and run four nine. It ain't really gonna have a, a much of an effect, but uh, you get to meet all the other players. How was that? Like it was great. I don't like to actually like watching their film and finally seeing them in person, just see how, how they act and see how they um, react to everything. It was just great, and they, they'll teach a lot too. Just learning from them, from their experience, everything. It was a fun time hanging with them, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's one of the coolest parts I think about the combine is is getting to meet your peers. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you're gonna be with them and competing with them for mm -hmm. the next. However long you in the league, you know, this is year, this will be going into year 12 for me. And I met Pat P at the, at the, the, the combine and we've been going at it ever since. And, you know, we good friends, but it's like the, the first time we ever got to see each other in person was the combine. And it's, you know, and 12 years later, same with Prince of Mucamara and yeah. Jimmy Smith and Buster screen and uh, a bunch of other dudes who still sticking around. But, uh, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for your family. Save your money. You know, be careful about that when you get in the league. You want to help everybody. It's hard to help everybody. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm a cheap person. <laughs> stay that way. Stay that way. Please stay that way. It, it never <laughs> changed. Uh, and, and and keep the people who are around you close, man. If you got any questions for me, anything you, you, you know, ain't sure about, something I experienced, something I saw, I'm happy to give you a little advice, man. I appreciate you spending some time with me. Sir, thanks for having me. No problem at all, man. I'll catch you next time.